Welcome to the things we don't want to talk about. A podcast for the voice for the unheard, hope for the hopeless, and the it to keep you pushing through life authentically, unapologetically, while being true to yourself. Hello, everyone. Happy 2022. We are in a new year. I'm so excited with you all for what is to come. Um, And I'm even more excited to announce that we have a special guest today. Um, My great friend, Sarah. Hey, y'all. Yes. I'm so excited. Oh, applause. This is nice. For the Flemmy experience. Um, So um, we do have our first first guest on the things we do not want to talk about. I'm going to allow Sarah to introduce herself before we get into our topic to let you all know who this amazing woman is. Well, first of all, Nkenge, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm a huge fan of the podcast, and honestly, I missed our podcast yeah. days. Um, I don't know if Nkenge already told you guys, but we used to record on Millennial Wind Down, and we haven't been in a studio together since. So yeah. this is our first time together. Back at it again. Um, but just to give a little background on me, um, I am a full-time photographer. Uh, my Instagram is flimmy.jpg. My style is more so like editorial, conceptual, but I shoot weddings, products, events, all that good stuff. But I'm a black woman photographer in the city of Detroit, hustling around. So, yeah, that's me. Yes, I'm so happy to have here. So, um, like, I think I had mentioned it before in the first podcast. Um, I was one of the four um, on Millennial Wind Down. Um, so this is, like, complete nostalgia for me. And I've always liked being a co-partner and a co-host with Sarah. So this is just really giving me nostalgia, y'all. Like, I'm literally in my yes. head. Y'all could be in my mind. I'm visualizing us in the studio with our wine here on the table. <laughs> Sarah's taking the pictures. And this is the fact where she even was like, okay, I'm about to go full time. So mm-hmm. the vision was always there. And I was, Period. like, all the way through. So I am happy for her to be here as she understands me. And I appreciate her as my co-host, a friend, someone who I'm really looking forward to. So thank you for taking out the time. Of course. So for today's um, episode, and I think this was perfectly timed as we're in this new year, right? New year, new me. Some hate the quote, but to me, I feel like um, how can we ever enter a year without allowing ourselves to be so responsive to this new energy, this new freshness, and a time for a restart? Yes. Um, whether that's the first of the month, whether that's the beginning of a whole new year, we have... Um, We've let go of our past baggage in a way, and we are having a restart, whether that be emotionally, mentally, mentally um, financially, physically. Um, physically, we are in a beginning of a new sort of time, and in this time, a new year. So our topic for today is imposter syndrome, um, what that looks like what it looks like for us in particular, how you're able to pick up on these signs and our different experiences with such. So to start us off um, and have like a loose definition of what it is, I'm sure people have heard it before, but imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. Um, It disproportionately affects high achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. Um, So for me in particular, like I mentioned before, I have high functioning anxiety, um, being a high achieving person. Um, this was one thing that plagued me extremely. So I was one of those people that felt like I did do a good job, but I like to either make myself smaller or I like to feel like, oh, this is a front. People will know me for who I am or people will not be able to separate me having a good time from the weekend, from the Akinge from Monday through Friday that I portray. Right. Like, no, this is not her. The real her is going to come out and um, I'll be eventually being ex- exposed for this fake person, but not really. um 
praising or being and, and like being in my confidence and being confident about me being an intersectional person. So imposter syndrome is something I suffer with very badly. Um, it was once worse before, but something that I feel like not only me, but black women or black people or people in general who are achieving these things that they feel like maybe they did for the first time or mm-hmm. something that's not done usually. Yeah. And we kind of have that um, stressor and it could be a trigger and it could stop us from really accomplishing and going as far as we really could be because we don't see our accomplishments as things that we are doing. So um, I invited Sarah on this topic because I know this is one she's familiar with as well. And I wanted to hear her perspective or like, what is your take on it? Like, how do you look at imposter syndrome or what are some of the things that you find yourself being confronted with when it comes to imposter syndrome. Right. Um, Honestly, I feel like you hit the nail on the head. (laughs) Um, As you mentioned, being somebody who has high functioning anxiety, I have that too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've always kind of struggled with imposter syndrome, similar in ways that you have. But after becoming a full-time creative, it kind of hit 10 times harder. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that I'm probably sharing this... um, the same sentiment as a lot of other photographers when I say this, but like, it's real. Like imposter syndrome will make you feel like you are not supposed to be in the rooms that you are in. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest hindrance that it can like provide. Um, So for me specifically, I have not been a photographer for very long at all, Mm -hmm. Um, but I've been blessed to be able to leave my nine to five, blessed with a number of opportunities, blessed to have my names in rooms where I would never even imagine being considered for them. Um, Like I've worked with some brands that I've looked up to like when I was younger seeing them on like either different shows or like shopping with them before and to get to that accolade um in such a short span of your career you gonna always have people um on the outside asking like well how does she get that what is she doing and then as you hear these questions like in the back of my head at least it's like hmm I mean how did I get this um, and there's always Instagram, too. Everything is so visual. So you'll mm-hmm. see somebody else who's kind of in your same lane or doing something similar and think, wow, why am I not presenting myself that way? Why am I not branding? Like, they're so much more talented than me. They're so much more professional. Mm-hmm. There's so much this, that, and the third mm-hmm. um, to the point where it just it's almost stifling. Um, so imposter syndrome, although I've found ways to work around it, it can really like rear its ugly head, especially on those super anxiety filled days. And I know you know what I mean, girl. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like it's all prayer. I feel like one thing you said that it's like that Instagram, right? That visual of seeing things in this moment, not necessarily real time, but you're seeing a visual moment. So Mm -hmm. I may not necessarily see the fact that you worked a nine to five job prior to, right? I'm just following you today. I'm your new follower. I'm just loving your content. But I don't know that once upon a time, you were not this person who you are, right? So it's like me looking at it's like, dang, I need to get this. I need to get to this point. She's doing this. She's doing that. But I'm not understanding your journey that you got here. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when it comes to dealing with imposter syndrome, it's like we all have a journey whether we're proud to announce that we want to share that etc we have a journey um no matter how we got there whether that's a good journey a bad journey a journey came and what's for you is for you exactly that's kind of something that i've been kind of using to help me get over imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. and things like that like you said your journey is meant for you Mm -hmm. and everybody's journey is going to look different all the time. And I feel like, especially with being um, in the field of your own, like I'm a teacher, I'm podcasting now, but my career where I get my money from is from being a teacher, right? That's a salary. I know that check is going to come every two weeks. So I can only imagine, or what is it like for you to make that switch? And how did you have to um, put more belief in yourself than in the dollar per se? 
So honestly, that part had to come way before even thinking about doing it full time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of got to a point where I realized like either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. Like you can't worry about what other people are thinking. You can't worry about honestly what you are thinking yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of realized that at times I could be my own worst enemy. And once I kind of let mm-hmm. go of that, it helped me and my career and my confidence like so much. Like I said, I mean, imposter syndrome, it it still like pops up every now and then. But I've developed a mentality to where I'm like, well, who cares what so-and-so is doing or what somebody else may have going on or what it looks like for them? I control my own narrative. I mean, I am who I am and my talent is there regardless of what I'm doing on the outside or even mm-hmm. on the inside. Like as long as I'm able to show up and perform and be my full self, mm-hmm. people going to love me for that regardless. And mm-hmm. if they don't, there are other people they could book with or there are other people they could work with. And I never try to let like my self-doubt hold me back because at the end of the day, the talent is there. And you said it at the end of the day, what's for you is going to be for you. And if those people don't find that value or they do not see you as the person they want to do such with, there are so many more options, right? Mm-hmm. Same way how there are a hundred cereals. We keep buying the hundred cereals, right? You have a talent, you have a story, you have something about you that makes people want to follow who you are and what you are doing. And I feel like when it comes for imposter syndrome for many people, regardless of the field, we ignore the fact that we have a talent and we have a uniqueness. Mm-hmm. When God said it's all, he decided these going to be all the people. We're not clones. We don't have people that look like us. Even if we have children, they may look like us, right? They are not us. And we don't walk in the shadows of what someone else is doing. So I feel like when it comes to looking at our ability, our will to do and how we got there, I think it's so important um, and why we should always rely on like internals instead of the externals to keep us going. Mm-hmm. So when I'm that person where I was just looking for that um, accolade. Oh, you did a good job, McKean Gager. Oh my God, you got this for a point or you did this, you did that. It was not internally pleasing because I didn't believe I had earned it. Mm-hmm. Although I know I've earned it. I've put the work in. You've put the work in. Anybody else has put the work in to get to a point. You did do it. But it's like, why is it so hard for us to accept that we have done good and better yet we deserve good, right? We aren't people who just float around on earth pointless, right? We have a purpose. We know what we want to get. We know what we want to do, but we also know how we have to get there. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to that um, imposter syndrome, it could be like a dream crushing, joy sucking thing when we are not comfortable with where we are. Yep, it makes it hard for you to celebrate your own wins. Yes, because you feel like, how or why am I even in a place to win? Mm-hmm. And that's harmful. Yep. And I feel like even when we think about like the different things we did, like, we have expectations and we know life doesn't always go as planned. But what is wrong with us just putting our all into that situation no matter what? Mm-hmm. And then after we put our all into it, we can say, you know what, this did not work for me. And because of that, I'm willing to do something else. But not know it didn't work for me because I didn't deserve it in the first place or oh, I'm a fraud or I'll be exposed I'm learning even myself. This is one of my things I was working on. Speaking positivity inside of our life and speaking where we want to go. Yep. And taking out that negative look of everything is not um, peaches and cream or looking at it through such a pessimistic view that you don't actually appreciate what's in front of you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a big one. So when it comes to um, looking at it as a corporate, um, I think about like the nagging feelings that we have and um, the evidence that we need to um, keep us going. So another thing I want to, well, I wanted to ask you was, do you credit your success to chance connections or some other external factor? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. And I'm going to ask it again. Cause I know <laughs> I said it kind of fast. <laughs> do you credit your success to chance connections or some other external factor? 
Um, so I'm gonna be honest. I feel like it's a a lot of all three plus mm-hmm. honestly like hard work and dedication. Mm-hmm. Um, being a full time entrepreneur is not hard, regardless of if you're in a creative field or not. And I feel like it's ten times harder for creatives. Um, because if you doubt yourself and you don't do the work, nobody's gonna see it. And guess what? You're not gonna get booked. <laughs> um, so it was a lot of like that self work and that hard drive on my own. But I mean, I went to MSU. So many connections that I've made through photography have came from people who knew me in college um, or my friends were some of my first clients who booked mm-hmm. me. So those are connections right then and there. Um, you also mentioned chance and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I'm a pretty social person. I like to go to new things and meet new people. Um, I've made new opportunities and connections from things like that. But you also mentioned if I think like there's some other like force. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely believe that I am on a path that was divinely made for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're into like angel numbers or if you're very spiritual. Mm-hmm. But once I started to stop doubting myself and I just put my trust forward um, and let the confidence kind of shine through everything literally kind of fell in my lap Um, so I I truly think that I'm on the path that God destined me to be on Um, so I think that plays a big role in it but I mean also connections of course because network is important Um, but also it comes down to being ready for the grind and the work that you want to put in and then just straight up doing it Hmm. I really like that okay so when you think about this um, when you think about your own connectors or things like that, um, have you had an experience or a time where you feel like who you were internally didn't match your external and maybe like how were like what helps you to make that shift for them to connect? Um, I will say, um, just photography related or just in general, um, or like career oh, whichever. related, yeah. whichever. Um, I'll, I'll stick with photography because it'll be easier to speak for me to speak on that. Okay. Um, but I will say when I first started shooting, honestly, um, so when I first bought a camera and it was more of a hobby for me, like I was taking pictures and it was cool, mm-hmm. but once I was getting booked for stuff, it would be something like a simple event or taking pictures at... I don't know, maybe for somebody's birthday or like influencer pictures, which I love doing and Mm -hmm. it was fun. But it wasn't until I wanted to step outside of the box and do some different work that was in my own like creative realm is when I felt like I would be able to shine in that light. And then people were able to reach out to me for those services. And I I do a lot more work that I truly prefer to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't until I was ready and willing to step outside that comfort zone that I was able to kind of really get into who I actually was as a photographer. Yeah, so you kind of, I feel like, um, if I'm hearing it correctly, you had to, one, prepare yourself to get into that point where people were able to receive you for what you are. So I know sometimes we can view ourselves as one way, um, but maybe who we want to portray ourselves to be is not what is being shown to the public eye. Mm -hmm. So that is where we have, like, this mishap. So I feel like in the career that you're in, and even with anybody who's doing a business or just trying to put themselves out there, you literally create who you want to be. Yep. That's the good part about it. It has its downfalls and its ones because people are some so um, fraudulent that who they appear to be is not who they are. But on the bright side, you create how you want people to look at you, right? Yep. You put that image out. You create the energy. You create um, the perspective or the point of view that you want people to look at you from. And it's really quite easy to do so. But when that doesn't align with who you actually are versus who you want to portray, it will get mixy and it will get bad very fast. So mm-hmm. you talking about this experience of how you were able to combine those two and to meet them where they at were very important. Um, another one of the questions that um, I was thinking about um, in terms of imposter syndrome and when it comes to um, 
your intersection your intersectionalities what things do you feel like um that okay or I should say it like this what identities do you have that maybe coincide with you being a photographer um versus being a photographer in your personal life do you see anything that um, may become a problem or what type of things are um things that are part of your intersectional identity if that makes sense yeah that makes sense um so I mean I'm a black woman mm-hmm. from Detroit from the hood in Detroit. And all of that is before photography is even kind of thrown into the mix. Um, we do live in a patriarchal society. So photography is still somewhat a male-dominated field. Um, black women are on the come up in photography. And I'm very thankful to be a part of that wave. But in a lot of the bigger rooms with the bigger photographers, women are not necessarily always included on the creative team. Um, so I feel like when it comes to things like imposter syndrome and then thinking of those different representations of my identity sometimes that can get in the way like a lot of times when I would doubt myself and my own ability I was comparing myself to people in the room so I'd be in rooms where I'm the only female photographer or even the only black woman on the team in general so it's like wow um, do they even want me here for real do they know like if I'm able to do the work like am I able to do the work like I had all these things going in the back of my head but again it wasn't until I, I gained that confidence myself in my own work that I was able to overcome that but I feel like everybody's identities and the intersectionalities within that they can definitely influence um, whether or not they even deal with imposter syndrome because you mentioned earlier it's very it's very common for like black people to experience that we don't always get opportunities to see black people in like this great light and not being a monolithic version of themselves where Mm -hmm. they kind of cancel out everything else so when you don't fit in that mold sometimes it feels like wow am I not am I not where I need to be Um, But I think as more people have this conversation of imposter syndrome um, and talk about how they dealt with it and how they overcame it and honestly just put themselves out there and promote the image that they want to be portrayed as, whatever that may be, um, it kind of helps to counter that unfortunate reality of imposter syndrome. And I think one of the things that I really want to pull out is when you talked about being a monolithic person, right? And we are not those people, right? Like, we don't tell one story. We tell multiple stories. Same with how when I started this podcast, I didn't think about it for every Nkinge out there. But I've thought about it and made episodes and have topics that not just Nkinge has experienced that I could talk on, but I have experienced that many people um, are experienced on a day-to-day basis and they just don't want to have these conversations, right? So I want to be the voice for many different stories, many different peoples, regardless so what that looks like on the physical sense, the one thing we do share is this same experience. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to addressing um, our imposter syndrome, and I actually just had um, my therapy um, session before I came here, knowing who you are is so important. I know it sounds so simple. It's so cliche, but really, really understanding who you are and what you want to be is the number one. If you can't That's get to that point and you can't decide what that is, regardless of how that may make you look, how that may make you feel to others. When you live in your true identity, your true self of what your purpose is and even willing to spend the time to figure out what that purpose is, then do you pull out um imposter syndrome because say you know what that could be to the side right now because i'm comfortable with who we are 
And from even doing my own research and even um, experiencing various things, being on a podcast, dealing with people, I'm, I found out, well, I've, yeah, I found out in my own experiences that imposter syndrome comes from a lack of comfort from within. Mm-hmm. So the more comfortable you are, the more confidence you have, um, the more that you feel secure with your position and how you got your position um, plays a big part. You understand more so who you are is exactly where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So as you go further, you bang, you gain that confidence Um and you start to get a better self of knowledge of yourself, it starts to go away in a sense um, once you have more control. So less control, more imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. So that was important. So for the for those who are listening and the different things that I wanted you all to think about is, one, the question I asked Sarah, do you credit your success to chance, connections, or some other external factors? Which of your strengths are you overlooking, right? People who suffer from imposter syndrome often overlook their strengths and instead focus on our weaknesses, the shortcomings, and reinforce other flawed beliefs of ourselves so that we don't focus on like the good things. Um, Another question, do you self-sabotage, right? Are you constantly telling yourself negative thoughts? You're not good enough. You won't ever be good enough. You don't have the resources to do this or do that, which is one that um, I struggle with um, in the worst way. So there's many types of imposter syndromes that you can um, look up on your own and look up different resources for but specifically one of mine is self-sabotaging I do that a whole lot um, and it is very detrimental and looking back it has stopped me from um, being more far or being further in my life than where I could be because of the fact that I feel like um, or I just don't speak life into myself. So that was one of my things I was working on for 2022 and even going on from there. It's like, what light are you bringing into yourself? Um, where is that light coming from? And how are you consistently able to shine regardless of those dark times or the light times being present and such? Going forward um, in the new year, and I, I want to thank Sarah for being on our podcast. I want us to really think about what are we telling ourselves? What does that look like um, for those who we are interacting with? Um, what is it like for us to accomplish those accomplishments when we are the only ones pushing ourselves, right? I don't have a team that's saying, oh, do this, do that. I don't have a script I'm following, but I'm literally following what I want to do and what I think that will look like and how that would help for the greater good of whatever purpose I'm working for. Mm-hmm. So like with Flemmy, with you, with your photography, me with my teaching, the podcasting, um, who do we want to be, right? And what right. does that look like? And that changes mm-hmm. um, as we go into different parts of life for different journey moments. So I do think that's one. Um, Is there anything else that you would like to say or things you would want to leave us off with? But yeah, I would just say uh, we both kind of touched base on it. But self-talk is the most important thing that you kind of have if you are dealing with imposter syndrome, um, whether you're a creative, whether you are a teacher, whether you are studying, become a lawyer, a doctor, whether you are in those lanes already. Um, you have to be your own biggest advocate. Like if you are not your number one fan, you cannot expect um, for other people to even have that faith and believe in you because maybe you did get an opportunity by chance or maybe somebody wanted to give you that opportunity that they may not have thought you were ready for but all that matters is you have the opportunity and it's presented to you so if you got it go ahead and do it and shine through it and talk yourself through Um, Or even prepare yourself for the opportunities that you want. I know a lot of imposter syndrome may come down to not feeling ready. Um, If you don't feel ready, then get ready. Um, Mm -hmm. Because you can ask God for all the blessings in the world. But if you're not ready, how do you expect to take advantage of those? And 
we can always be our own um, worst enemies at times. So mm-hmm. you got to make sure that you're ready mentally and you're fully prepared to take on whatever opportunities come mm-hmm. to you. And I like that. We can ask for many, many, many things. And when we are not ready to receive them, they will not come in the way we wish. Mm-hmm. So thank you for this. I want to say thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you for uh, having um, me. Yes. Thank you for <laughs> this taking was the time. So fun. Yes, I love this. So thank you for coming out, um, being my first guest. This is such a special moment. It's going to go on a plaque somewhere. But for right now, I'll thank you that you came. <laughs> so um, I do want to say thank you to all my listeners. Happy 2022. And I will see you all on the next episode. Woo-hoo.